I've shared all the great features of the supercharged virtual listing system with you from Tracy Cousineau's Real Estate Expert Advisors. Now, Tracy Cousineau is launching an extreme open house-a-thon. It's a citywide open house of all of the great listings they have with Real Estate Expert Advisors every Saturday starting at 11 a.m. Going to be giveaways. How about a 65-inch 4K Smart TV, Big Green Egg, and Apple Watch. Tracy is even going to send you some free popcorn and 3D glasses. Extreme OpenHouseAthon.com. Tour Metro Atlanta listings without even getting off your sofa. Extreme OpenHouseAthon.com. Tracy Cousineau, that's cousin with an E-A-U because you know she's going to sell your home. Tracy Cousineau's Real Estate Expert Advisors. Hi, it's Evelyn Kay, Atlanta-based voice artist. You can hear me in radio and TV commercials around the Southeast. And a few years ago, you might have heard me on a pretty popular Atlanta radio station with the one and only Cadillac Jack. Caddy, congratulations on the show. I love that you're back doing exactly what you love to do. And Donna, so proud of you doing something new and completely different. Good luck, guys. Have a great show. Here's Caddy and Donna now. Welcome to My Second Act. My name is Cadillac Jack. I joined Atlanta Radio when I was 19 years old. I put in a loyal 26 years until July 2019. Welcome to my second act. My name is Donna and I'm Caddy's wife. Hi, Donna. Hello. And I um, hope I don't get one of my sinking spells <laughs> during this recording. I do too. You know what a sinking spell I is? I know what your sinking spell is. But do you know what that term means? You just hit a wall maybe? Kind of. But like it's a Southern term and it just means like at any point you have to lay down. Like on the couch, on the bed, on the floor, wherever. And you just like, when your kids walk by, you're like, you just got to leave me alone for 10 minutes. I'm having a sinking spell. You're one of those people that you can rest. You can take a respite. You can rest. Respite, like, yes. <laughs> you can, what did I say? Yeah, I love it. A respite. That's what it's called. You can you can do a 20-minute one and be fine. I yes. can't. And I, unfortunately, I learned that from morning radio show hours, getting up at 3.30 in the morning. If you, back then, if I didn't get an, a solid hour, it wasn't even worth doing because I would just get ticked off. But you can you can sleep anywhere. Anywhere, anytime. It ain't really. You, you lay down for a sinking spell mm-hmm. at 5.30 in the afternoon. I just need to rest my eyes. I get very tired now late in the afternoon. Part of it, and I know people who are working from home are having the same thing. You're staring at your computer screen all day long or on the phone. And the benefits of working from home and not having to commute are great, but there is something to be said for being in an office with people where people interrupt you as crazy as that sounds, but you kind of get mini breaks throughout the day, you know, where you're going out to lunch, you're grabbing a cup of coffee or you're just moving about your office. Now I feel like I'm almost working twice as much. You're just staring at a computer screen and on the phone all day long. So I hope no one else is having those sinking spells, but if you are, it's, it's perfectly fine. My Core 57 hype song was interrupted on the way here today mm. to the App and Media Group and App and Podcast Network by the Building Police Department. I was jamming along, Donna, to a brand new song from Kenny Chesney that he just released called We Do. And I look in, well, I didn't look in my review mirror because we, he was actually coming at me on Freemanville. And I just left our neighborhood, just pulled out. And, and you have to kick it leaving our neighborhood now. To get left. On Freemanville, because yeah. otherwise you're going to get run over. Wasn't right. that way when we moved into this house 17 years ago. Now everybody's cutting through to get to Cherokee County and even South Forsyth. But but I kicked it getting out of the neighborhood and I just didn't kick it back down. Mm. And I see him I see him coming at me and I thought for a second it was a Jeep Cherokee. And it turns out it wasn't. Mm. It was a Milton PD SUV. And I knew he flipped his blues and even turned on his siren, his siren, as we say here in the South Don. 
Gosh. Flipped it around real quick. One of those neighborhoods outside of uh, the golf community. What if I, I think I was coming behind you? What if I had come up and like he had you like handcuffed against the car? I just kept driving. I'm like, I'm not getting involved. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting involved in this mess. But I admit it because you should come on. I, I I knew that I was speeding. I didn't know I was going quite that fast. And he didn't work with me either. He didn't offer to drop it even a couple miles an hour, which would have really been helpful, I think, with this particular ticket. I have a tendency to throw out like some low hanging fruit. Like, I don't know if I was going that fast and just see what happens, you know? He wasn't playing, but we appreciate all that they're doing in law enforcement. I'm guilty. And I said that. I said, officer, I'm very sorry. I, I'm not going to dispute anything. I was probably speaking. You're a sinner. And then he showed me how fast. Are you? Not, wait a minute. Really? <laughs> but I'm going to send him a hometown hero t shirt. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> I think that's bribery. <laughs> no, I'm going to court. Oh. I'll pay the ticket. Uh-huh. I don't mind paying the ticket. I ain't had a speeding ticket, and I can tell you when. It's been a long, long time. Mm-hmm. I'm not a huge speeder. I don't like to speed. But he uh, he got me. So I got to send one to. Uh, his name's not even on my ticket. That could be a way we get out of it, Donna. I, there are people that look at small things like that. Like, okay, you, everybody has this friend or a spouse. Like on the ticket, I'm looking at because literally, I just got it like half an hour ago. Like where it has the wrong conditions right. or something. That's what I was going to say. Yes. It says like weather. And he checked cloudy because in Atlanta today, it's cloudy. it is cloudy. But can you imagine if he made a mistake? God forbid this officer who's busting his tail for everybody else uh, erroneously check raining. There are people that, that's, I'm, that's a that's a technical. A technicality. I'm, I'm gonna, a technicality. I'm going to get out of my ticket because he did. It, it was not raining and I'll prove it. No, come on. Are you serious? Yeah. Just slow your ass down. So I have to be in court. Again, on June 1st at 1.30 in the afternoon. Do we even have judges in Milton? This is the Milton Municipal yes. Court. Where is that? We yes. have judges in Milton? Down off Deerfield. I had no idea. Yep. So I was jamming out on my way here to We Do from Kenny Chesney. We'll add it to the Core 57 Spotify Hype Song playlist. Uh, brand new song. And, and Kenny is releasing this with Donna for his fans and also his, his road family, his crew. Which he is so tight with. We laugh and we love and we can't get enough. As loud as we're living, man, we still turn it up. We're amplified. Come alive. Side by side, no matter where it goes, you know we're here for the ride. We do. Kenny Chesney, um, you know, he, a lot of this is for his his band and crew. And, 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 you know, he's always, Kenny is probably the best in the business when it comes to taking care of his people. Kenny, every night when he's on tour, he puts every single member of the crew's name in a big hat and at the beginning of the day, he pulls a name out. And whoever name Kenny Chesney pulls from the hat gets the money from that night's merchandise sales. Which is amazing. Can you imagine how much merchandise Kenny Chesney it's is a, selling a on the money. road? Yeah. And the 80,000 people coming every night to see him at stadiums. The la- I actually saw a number one time. The last time I saw a number was an article. I don't remember where it was, but um, it was the New York Times. And, and Kenny told the time, this was back in 2011. That the biggest check he ever cut was for three hundred thousand dollars. I mean, that's in one amazing. night you make three hundred thousand. That's pre-tax. Okay, still. Here's my thing: if my name came out of the hat for that night, I would be like, I would go rent some stilts or something. Like I would be walking around that arena, selling merchandise to every single person. Because if you're going to get all the proceeds from the merchandise, you're you know, be busy. I would Hawking be, it. I would be hoofing it. But he has always been amazing to his crew, his band, everyone. Um, and they are just like a big family. Some of those, the, uh, there's been a lot of articles written, but some of those people have been on tour with him for uh, 
ever. Like well, David Farmer, yes. who is his tour man, much more than a tour manager, but yeah. I, that's probably his his role day to day. Candy Chesney operations, and and they went to they grew up in elementary school. Yeah, he was just a friend high of school. his. Yeah, and now yeah, David does everything. David's still with him. It's amazing. Kenny also uh, every year takes everyone on his crew plus their families for an all expense paid trip to the Virgin Islands. As you can imagine, employee turnover with Kenny Chesney is very low. Yeah, I'm sure it's hard to get on too. I mean, he's a good guy. He's incredibly loyal, you know, um, and I, I'm sure those employees are very loyal to him. Also, it's all, that's amazing. We do from Kenny Chesney is mine, Donna. What is your core fifty seven hype song for today? So mine was um, Toby Keith, and it was God Lover. Love that song. Um, big Toby Keith fan. There was a lot to choose from. Could should have been a cowboy. Is a really good one. Um, back in the heyday when we were at Kicks, Toby did a ton of stuff. I mean, he was always doing like country fair and different concerts for us. And I remember he played Cowboys. And the thing about the country bars, we've talked about it a little bit before, but um, I was the AE for Mama's Country Showcase, for Cowboys and later Wild Bills. Explain that, though, for the the radio, you were the sales rep. So I was the sales rep for Ad rep for, for the radio station. And Mama's was one of the first accounts when I came to the radio station that was mine. And... I remember going over there and I like had on because, you know, it was like the 90s or whatever. And I had on like some, be good. Yeah, some power suit, you know, and like shoulder pads, <laughs> shoulder pads and high heel shoes. And I go in there and my feet stuck to the floor. Like I couldn't move my feet. I was like, oh, and they would go in the back. And I remember thinking, OK, because the way country bars ran with the radio station is they had to pay cash in advance to get on the air because they would not let them on the air unless they had prepaid for their schedule. So you would always have to, if you were the person who worked on that account, you would have to go pick up the money. The kids would say, secure the bag now. That's what the kids say. So I went to get the money, and I'm thinking, okay, they're going to bring me out a check or something. They literally bring out a garbage sack, like a Kroger plastic bag full of cash. And I have to drive it all the way back to the station. First, you have to count it out because, God forbid, you get back there and you're a couple of dollars shy, you know. And so it was always this big thing where – you usually would get the money by Tuesday or Wednesday because the bars would run schedules Thursday, you know, through the weekend. And you would just be sitting at your desk waiting, like, are they going to pay me? And and then you would drive out there and you'd have to wait or the person you need to get the money from wasn't there yet. They're going to the bank. Yeah, always at the bank. So I remember with Cowboys and it was a Toby Keith show. You know, they used to have those little um, kind of VIP rooms where people would come up and, you know, the artists would come in before and sign autographs and meet people and do radio station, you know, meet and greets and so forth. And I remember we were sitting on the couch and they had this couch. God knows what went on on that couch, but probably shouldn't have been sitting on it. But at any rate, and but there was this horrible smell like up in the VIP room (laughs) And it was somebody reached in between mm. the seat cushions of the couch and there was a pound of hamburger meat that someone had like, they obviously were going to try to pick up later, you know, stuff it under there and maybe take it out later <laughs> to make them some hamburgers. I don't think that's what that was about. I don't know. I think that was a disgruntled Cowboys employee. I don't think so. I think it was somebody trying to sneak food out. What, what would you put it outside? I don't know. Take it to your car. Leave your air on. But, I mean, why are you going to leave the VIP upstairs? Heat rises to the top. That place, I mean, that the VIP club Cowboys upstairs. But it was horrible. It was always hot. They never turn the air on Cowboys. No. And no clubs do. No. Well, I won't say. 
Most clubs do not. Here's why. Because they want you to sweat, which makes you drink more. Exactly. Because you get dehydrated, thirsty. Yes. So it, we joked for years that it was like, instead of being a meet, M-E-E-T and greet, it was a meet, M-E-A-T and greet. <laughs> Welcome to the meet and greet. But I mean, everybody's like, what in the hell is that smell? And then they finally found it. Toby Keith was like. Toby was always good about coming. You know, he had a great relationship with Steve Albeck. Yes. Who was the owner of Cowboys in, in, in Dallas, Texas, and a couple of other country clubs out there, and also Cowboys here in Atlanta. Which is where Cowboys started, in, in Dallas. Dallas. Yeah. And Steve Albeck uh, has passed now. Yes. He's, he's gone on. But um, he had a great relationship with so many of these artists mm-hmm. because he would play him in his clubs when they were up-and-coming artists. And he and Toby Keith were like best friends. So anytime Toby played Lakewood or anywhere in Atlanta, Toby would always – fire up all the buses and he would take his band just like we're talking about Kenny Chesney Toby would bring all of his buses all of his band and crew up to Cowboys and they would drink free and party yeah for that night and let me tell you something when you walked in the door or the back door with Toby Keith and people that are just there on a Friday night just thinking you know they're doing line dancing lessons and things it got attention and Toby Keith hops up on stage and launches into should have been a cowboy yeah those were righteous nights. Yeah, they were good. And he's a big guy. I mean, like, you know what I mean? Like, you, when you go, when he walks in, it, he's got a presence. It was a lot of fun. Meet and greet. So right. I'm going to add Toby Keith, God Love Her, to the Spotify playlist. I was working at Myrtle Beach when Toby Keith launched back in 92, 93. I was at Myrtle Beach after I plunked out of college for about nine months before I came here to Atlanta. So I was 18, but somehow I got into the beach wagon or something at Myrtle Beach. And Toby Keith, when he launched, went on a tour with Shania Twain. They were both, both newcomers. And Toby played, should have been a cowboy three times. He played it as his opening number. He played a mid-set and then as an encore. Really? Because it was all he had. That's but all it he was had. a huge, I mean, it's like the number one song in the country. Everybody's like, who's this Toby Keith? I love this. Should have been a cowboy song. I mean, America was going crazy for that song. Yeah. And he took advantage of that and played for three times. I love that. Played three times. All right. We're going to add both songs to the Core 57 Spotify Hype Song Playlist. Search for uh, Caddy and Donna. Hypes on playlist on Spotify and uh, connect with us there for three hours of crazy music brought to you by Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. All virtual workouts continue on the Facebook uh, pages of Core 57, Milton and Alpharetta City Center. And they're doing uh, workouts and getting you all fit and healthy uh, online. We are playing Uno as a family. I have another rules dispute that I want to make you aware of because we... Actually, I kind of agree with this one. I'm, I'm on. I do want to hear. Like, is this the kids love it when they get mom and dad? Yeah, you know, when they are able to thump you in a game, they love it. So, I'm going to rage quit again if this rule continues. And this is what happens. If why don't you explain? Cause you can do it better. You're, so, if someone plays, say, a yellow plus four card, and the next person has to pick up four, well, cards. there wouldn't be a plus four. It'd just be a plus two. Plus two or plus four. Yeah. Well, wild card would be plus well, four. Okay, plus two. Yeah, a yellow plus two. Then the next person, instead of picking up two cards, plays another plus two of any color. And then the third person. This happened last night. I was the third person, and I threw down another plus two. So then I had to pick up six, six cards. cards. That doesn't seem possible. I'm like holding an entire deck of cards. So I I, I got to stifle through stifle through these. Uh, we couldn't find it in the rules. Rules, yeah. I just, these kids just make up rules as we go along. Well, the kids are all about it if it's not them having to pick up. So what's funny is if somebody puts down a, a plus two blue, somebody puts down a plus two red. And so the person who put down the last card, the red one thinks that the person next to them is going to have to pick up four cards. And then suddenly that third person throws down another plus two. That's ridiculous. And it just creates 
I'll tell a you a lot another, of arguments. I'll tell you another one that they and do. Rage quitting. Whoever starts this is so funny. Who like if I start the game and I put down a blue card, there's all the kids are so sneaky about like if Charlotte's to the right of me and Will's to the left of me, I'll be like, okay, Charlotte, and then she doesn't have a blue card, so she'll be like, no, 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 it goes left. It's Will's turn. It's like, oh my gosh, like it's like playing like in some snooker league where these kids have all these rules that do not benefit us at all. The craze for kids right now during the pandemic are these drive-by birthday parties. Yes. Well, so here's what's happened. You can't obviously have, if you have a child or a person, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be a child, who is celebrating a birthday, they can't have a birthday party. So what started to happen is you you set up a birthday parade and so you tell people who care about little johnny that the parade's going to start at one o'clock and they drive by your house cue up the corolla yep cue the corolla and then the kid sticks their head out the sunroof and like waves to johnny and you can play music and i've seen people with balloons or and i've seen people like hurling gifts you know like a lego set yeah through like the sunroof or through the yard (laughs) you know at them so i was talking to a friend of mine about this and she's like you know what this is well, she has older kids. She's like, this is ridiculous. <laughs> and I said, why? And she said, it's kind of like the whole snack mom thing. And her and I used to talk about snack mom all the time. Like when your kids are little and they play on sports teams, there is as much emphasis put into whose turn it is to bring the snack and the snack schedule and who's gluten free and who's, you know, can't have this, can't have dairy, you know, make sure you bring healthy snacks, don't bring popsicle, you know, whatever. And the older your kids get, you'll get to the point where you're like, can I just bring my own snack or give my kid $5 to shop at the concession stand? Like, do I really have to provide snacks for the entire team? And she's like, so modern parenting, of course, has taken this to a new level in the middle of Corona that we now have to like dig out lawn chairs and drive with our get our kids like bathe these kids haven't bathed or seen they would have bathed to go to the birthday party i know i guess i don't know i hope yeah i don't know wash their hands for the guy the, you're the jumpy like, monkey you're like all for this <laughs> i love listen i despise kids birthday parties i hated my own kids birthday parties. okay don't I did. say that out you, loud. you know that do not say that you out know loud. that i hate birthday parties i always have probably goes back to my childhood therapist and i will get to that at some point we're not quite there got a couple other pressing issues right now this is a dream for introverts. This is something that should continue until the end of time. Let's not stop the drive-by birthday parties when the world is where we're going to be, whenever you think that may be. All right? But the kids want to be together in fellowship and fun. No. Nah. They have enough of that on FaceTime and seeing one another at school. You don't have to worry about the pizza. You don't have to worry about the soda. You don't have to worry about the cake. You don't have to worry about the goodie bag. For the sake of all that is holy, why goodie bags at kids' birthday parties? I don't do them. Come on. Why am I giving you a toy to come to my child's birthday or gift or goodies? You know what I started doing? I stopped doing the because I couldn't stand receiving them. The the goodie bags with like the glowy balls and the bubbles and all this stuff. So what I would do is just get one nice like a, a giant thing of bubbles or something. You know what I'm saying? Like for $8 or whatever right. and give that to each kid. As And the parents were always so thankful. They're like, oh my gosh, thank you so much. Because nobody wants that goodie bag full of like 
rogue Laffy Taffy and like stuff like that. Hair, what do you call the, the elastic things you girls put in your hair? The, oh, like hair ties and all stuff. That, yeah. yeah. Scrunchies. Scrunchies. That would I, actually be a good gift, though, is a little pack of scrunchies for each girl. I would rather poke my eyes out with okay. bendy straws All right. than have to go to a kid's birthday party, even a kid's party of my own. Some of our most heated conversations in our marriage of... Uh, a long time. Years. 17? Yeah. Okay. Have been based around birthday parties and birthday cakes in particular. Because Donna, when our kids were smaller would order cakes that were anywhere in a range from $300 no. to stop Donna Choke. No. $300 to $400. No. These were limited edition. No. First run, designed by hand, no. multi-tier level cakes, enough fondant to feed the homeless population in the city of Atlanta on these cakes. No. And I would have to go pick them up, and I would see this Juju pet cake. That was a good one. That looked like Walt Disney himself had designed it. That was and a then good one. I would have the I'd have to pay for it when I picked it up on the day of the birthday. And that was some of our most heated. That lady, we're not going to call her out. She did a fantastic job. But she owes me thousands of dollars. No, through the years we enjoyed the cake. She doesn't cakes. owe us it, anything. For, for two days you enjoyed I learned the birthday cake. Here's what I did learn. Okay, that's a hundred dollars a day. I learned to prepay. That's what I learned through that. You pre you, prepay you, for the you cake. smartened up and started to do that, but not in the beginning. This woman who has a shop in Roswell. She is doing fantastic in the pandemic because she retired her cake pans after our Star Wars cake in 2007 that had a three-foot Millennium Falcon. No, it did not. It did not. Suspended. <laughs> we did have one that had like a like Justin. She, I gave her a picture of Justin Bieber, and she she couldn't make it just like Justin Bieber because of the copyright law. So she tweaked him a little bit, but it was good. Yeah, <laughs> it was really good. I Olivia, like, Olivia, Olivia got a Ricky Mouse one year. You, could, you couldn't do Mickey. Yeah. Because you'd get sued by Disney. But she would, we had this some, lady, she'd create you a, a Ricky Mouse. We had a Pokemon. We had a couple of Pokemon. Yeah, we did. Cakes. That was about six fifty, if I recall. <laughs> no, it squeaked it wasn't. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like when you goosed it. That was crazy. Crazy, crazy. So you don't, anyway. like, you don't have to deal with that kind of stuff when you do the drive by birthdays. This is life changing for me. Life changing. Are you? I don't have to even put on shoes, and all I have to do to get credit for going to your snot nosed kid's birthday party is to drive by in my truck and honk the horn. <laughs> I'm in. This is perfect. Why did someone not think of this years ago? Should I assume then that in August I will get a a birthday parade? <laughs> you get that. Okay. You'll get that. Okay. Loud conversations at birthday parties. Conversations you have to have with people you don't know, or people that you do know, but have nothing in common with, or just don't like. Well, and there's always that one child who's not having fun. They don't like what the birthday party's about. And at a drop-off party, you know, you're very clear. Drop your kids off, and then they bring their siblings. Is it okay if little Ricky joins the fun? Joins the the. Well, and then there's always the pickup time. The pickup time is you know you always solid. said it, 15 minutes before the party ends because you've got to like time. square up with the money. So you're like, okay, be here at 3:45. When do they show up? 4:30. <laughs> so I'm all about the drop-off birthdays. Invite me. I'm, I'll come if you invite me to your. Child's drive by birthday, and it's within twenty mile radius. I think we're grizzled as older parents. <laughs> <laughs> we used to be into birthdays. All right, I want to tell you about this thing that everyone's that a couple of people I've seen people doing, and I think it's such a great idea. And I'm going to organize one. It's not a birthday party, but I'm going to organize one in our cul de sac or our neighborhood. It's called um, dancing in the streets, 
And so you get one person who brings out like a speaker or whatever, and you just have a theme. It could be like Yacht Rock. It could be 80s music. It could be hair band, country. And everyone just social distances with their family and just dances. It's like a virtual, like not a virtual because you're there together, but it's like a social distancing dance party. And the people that have done them have said they're so much fun because, you know, you've got grandparents, older people, younger people, kids. I can't think of anything that would make me more miserable (laughs) right now as we sit here. I cannot think of a single thing right now that would make me more miserable than I have to do something like that. More than a birthday party? I've cured that. We're doing drive-by birthdays. Yeah. You don't want to dance? I, I, don't, I would rather have my eyes poked out by bendy straws than have to dance with my family in, in my driveway <laughs> with the, the, the neighbors watching. In the Henrys out there? Who, 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 do we discer- who, who, who do we determine brings a speaker down to the cul-de-sac? Just, is that a lottery? or No, whoever has like, you know, a speaker. Just, like with your hand trucks, just <laughs> carted down to the cul-de-sac? Yeah. Okay. With like one of those wagons. Who's doing this? I've seen them on like different social media things and they look so much fun. Like so much fun. I'm going to, I'm going to get one together. I hope you'll join us. I will not. <laughs> I'm going to tell you that right now. <laughs> it's just I don't little Christmas ways. Carol. Listen, when the neighbors come to the home in Christmas Carol, I turn the lights out and hide in the pantry. They don't come anymore. And I have done that with my mother years ago. I heard them coming. I heard, and I do not like trick or treaters. I just don't like people coming to my house and to my door, I guess. What does I'm doing with Christmas carolers? Because I just like, I just am not good at interacting with people. Okay. You, you need to take this up with your therapist because I love her. I grabbed my mom, I grabbed Grammy and I threw her, I threw her in the clothes about 10 years ago. I threw her in the closet and she had no idea what was going on. Kind of like today, just. I I mean, I love like carolers, trick or treaters. No, No, stay home. Hashtag stay home. But this this wasn't even during a pandemic when you were against the carolers. I just don't want to interact. All right. In silly ways. Is it it not uncomfortable to sit there and have people sing like in your face on your front steps? You don't find that uncomfortable? Where do you put your hands? Mine? When you're being caroled to. (laughs) What do you do do with your hands? It's just an awkward position to be put in. What do you do? Why would your hands be an issue? You're inside your house. They're singing. You They're holding the door. their this, carol We're not books. caroling during a pandemic. Okay. We're caroling outside of They're a pandemic. They're holding their caroling But books. you open your door so that you can hear them. Yeah. Right? You maybe step out onto your front porch a little bit. Okay. What do you do with your hands? Put them on your hips. Do you clap? <laughs> to keep time? Do you put them in your pockets? Do you hold them? What do you do with your hands? Anyway. I don't know. Seems like a, seems like a crazy problem. Grammy, I mean, quick, get in the pantry. Yeah. She said, let me get my vodka drink. Well, I will. I'm going to invite you to my dancing in the streets party. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to turn all the lights off. All right. At the house. Scrooge. Okay. Hit askforthewolfman.com. Askforthewolfman.com is the website for Gallery Furniture, a family owned business in Gainesville, Georgia on Brownsbridge Road for over three decades. Ask for Marilyn, Shane, Chris. Uh, you remember the days of Donna and the Wolfman? Uh, and Donna's daughter, Marilyn, is now running the show at Gallery Furniture. Bedroom steals under $300. Five-piece dining room sets for $279. $549 for a beautiful sleep bed dresser and mirror. You can shop online now. Financing available. Ask for the Wolfman.com. Gallery Furniture. Browns. Bridge Road. Gainesville. Got everything you need for your home. Dining room. King. Bed sets. And all, all that, that stuff. All that good, good stuff. Good people, too. Yeah, they're shop great people. with small 
businesses, local small businesses. Yes, right? definitely shop local. So um, we work, as you know, we record our podcast at Appen. Um, and one of their reporters, I think, did a really cool thing. He's doing this um, restaurant bingo. And it's to promote businesses who are kind of struggling right now. And as you know, restaurants are struggling, you know, more than anyone else. Um, and basically what he did is he came up with a bingo card and there's 25 squares on it. And every time you go out and either eat with a local restaurant or if you want to buy a gift card, um, you mark it on your bingo card. And I love the idea of this because I think it can let you like include your family in it. You know, last night we were thinking, we were like, okay, where do we want to order takeout from? We're going through all these places. And, you know, there's some restaurants right now are doing takeout, some aren't. But I think it allows you to be kind to different, you know, restaurants or places you can kind of choose, you know, each night. Or, you know, not everybody can afford to eat out right now every night. So if you're going to do one, and then you just mark them off on the square. And I think it's a great idea. And I think that um, you can do it in any market. Not, I mean, he's doing it here in North Fulton, but you could do it anywhere where there are restaurants who, you know, need support and need help right now. And dovetailing on that, and I'm not saying this because they record our podcast, but local journalism right now is incredibly, incredibly important. And I think you know, this reporter came up with this idea. But I also think right now, you really need to support your local newspapers and magazines. You know, for years, I worked for Atlanta Magazine. And I know right now they're doing, um, they're giving away their magazine for free, you know, just to report on what's going on in the city. Up here, you know, Appen produces local community newspapers. And those are incredibly important right now. Because especially for us, and I don't, you know, not everyone who listens to the podcast lives where we do, but um, sometimes you want numbers and statistics and realities in the community that you live in. And our newspaper, you know, the AJC is reporting on the city as a whole. And we're a suburb of that city. And I just think it's really important right now, whatever, wherever you're listening, whatever your local journalism is, you have to support it because that's something that you don't want to see go away. You, you know, you, you really want to know what's going on in your communities. And, and I just think it's really, really important right now. You know, we've talked about different forms of media and how they're kind of suffering. And, you know, obviously radios change right now. People are not listening to the radio the way that they used to. People are not commuting. They're not seeing billboards. They're not seeing bus boards. But um, local print journalism is reporting. And, and those reporters are going out in the field and risking, you know, they're risking their lives to go out and interview people who have um, recovered or who are, you know, suffering from COVID. And I just think it's super important. I know you're a big fan of local journalism, too. Always have been. You're a journalism major. Yes. From the University of Georgia. Grady School, isn't it? Grady, Grady School of Journalism. Yeah. yeah. Did you ever think about going into newspaper at all? Um, no. I mean, I, I knew I wanted to. My degree was in advertising and psychology. And I knew I wanted to do more as opposed to writing. Although I did work for um, the Red and Black, the newspaper. Um, I knew that I was in sales for them, too. I, I knew... I always knew that I wanted to be on the side that made more money. <laughs> so I figured that that was the sales side. But I, I just, I for my entire life, I mean, you know, I've just um, always thought it's incredibly important to support local journalism. I was on the newspaper staff at my high school. It was a torch. The torch was the name of it. Mm -hmm. And I have horrible grammar and always have. 
And um, I never understood the slogan for the torch was let it be lighted or something like that. And I said, why would it be let it be lit? Am I wrong about that? Is that grammatical? No, I think it let it be. Yeah, I don't know. Talking about lighting the torch. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But anyway, um, the things happening in your community are only covered by your community media. Newspaper is just a, a part of that category in your local communities. And that's where you can get the information that um, applies to you personally during this, this, this time when nobody really knows what the outcome is going to be or what's going to happen or yeah, and the I road think, to recovery. And I think sifting through everything, it's really hard right now to get unbiased information. You know, like you read something from here and, and if, if you read something from this news source, then that automatically means you're a liberal. If you read something from this news source, then you wouldn't read that if you're, you know, a conservative. And it's just really hard to filter through just to say, you know what, I just want factual information right now um, that I can use for myself and my family. So, yes, keep supporting local. When you're injured in a car accident, call 1-800-HURT-911 to speak with an attorney immediately. You're going to be scheduled to come into one of their convenient locations, be treated with no out-of-pocket costs to you. Continue your medical treatment um, you know, with all of your doctor recommendations, uh, and, and listen to both your doctor and your lawyer so you can receive that cash money that you deserve. Two things that you must have when you're injured in a car accident. Number one is a doctor. Number two is a lawyer. And 800-HURT-911 has both of them for you. Accidents are still happening. Take your recovery to the bank. 1-800-HURT-911. That's the number. 1-800-HURT-911. 1-800-HURT-911. I threw out on the Cadillac Jack Facebook fan page last week um, a solicit for questions that, that you may have about radio in general or country music in general. And I hear from... A few people that, that listen to the podcast that say, I really enjoy hearing the behind-the-scenes stories about radio. And the beauty of this is Donna and I both grew up in, in, in radio. And we worked together at, at Kicks and the old Y106 for probably 40 years combined, maybe a, mm-hmm. a few more than that. So we both have angles and thoughts and ideas about radio as an industry and also country music and, and just the music industry in general. So we were going to take a few minutes here and just answer some questions. And and give some honest answers. Yeah, and I think we'll do this probably like every month or so. Just, you know, answer questions that you have. We started out doing that, and we kind of got away from it, and we will bring it back. So any question that you have, put it out there. I want to start with Kay, uh, Jackie Dunn. Jackie Dunn. Thank you for listening, Jackie, and thank you for posting. Uh, Jackie writes, I get that there is a new country and a little more traditional country. Why is it that the Atlanta market only plays the new country? Artists like Whiskey Myers and Cody Jinks don't get any playtime, uh, but they are superstars on Pandora and Apple. Wouldn't it make it a competitive market to have an old school station as well? I literally have, well, I don't want to read that, but she's on listening to satellite radio now. But thank you, Jackie, for also spending time with us here on the podcast. I know that there was a huge research project done in the Atlanta radio market, um, specifically about country music that was delivered back in August, mid-August of last year. This was before, about two months before the flip was made. They did away with kicks and became a new country station. Mm-hmm. I know that that research project was done knowing that they were going to do away with kicks. They just didn't know what lane, what music lane they were going to take 101.5 towards, what lane that music they were going to put it in. This research project 
must have come back because research these these research projects are hundreds of thousands of dollars and very few stations or company radio companies do them anymore because they're just too expensive yeah they used to do them all the time and whatever comes back in a perceptual study as they're called is uh what you're stuck with for 10 years because you're not going to have another one for at least 10 years yeah and they're going to go with because they paid hundreds of thousands of dollars for it these radio companies are going to go with whatever the perceptual study came back with and explain how they're done. You know, a long time ago, they're, they're, you can do different ones, but they used to do auditoriums. They would literally have an auditorium full of listeners that they would invite there. And how many would you say? Maybe 500. 500, yeah. But there again, for a, for a, a metropolitan area as large as Atlanta is, there again, we've kind of talked to ratings in the past, you're allowing 500 people to kind of dictate an entire branding statement of a station and the musical direction and the musical and the direction music that, that the station plays or is going to play when they shift music lanes. Right. So this research project had to have come back saying that there's more, there's room for another new country station. Otherwise I, I, I can't imagine that they would have done it. Otherwise mm-hmm. I question, I would imagine there were questions Donna about the, the perceptual study coming back saying that there was enough room for another new country station in Atlanta. I just can't. I would think that the management even questioned that. How can that be? Well, I've thought about this too. I think what is considered new country in a listener's mind and what is considered new country in a radio station mind could be very different because as she said, you know, bands like Whiskey Myers and Cody Jinks and, and there's thousands of those who are, you know, uh, Pandora or Spotify, you know, darlings that do not get played on the radio, that filter for new artists then has to filter down to country radio and it has to fit in the model of what's being released, what label's pushing it, what the initiative is, who needs those acts to play on a, a free radio show. So it gets very watered down, I think, by the time. So I could see listeners saying, we like to hear more new music, but new music not necessarily being, you know, just the latest Luke Bryan song. So I did a look at some numbers for you, Jackie. The ratings for the Atlanta radio market were released on April 15th. And this was a monthly, meaning this was basically the 30 days prior to April 15th. Please remember that two of those four weeks were the beginning of the pandemic. Right. All right. Which means your numbers are going to be off because, as you said, Donna, nobody's waking up to listen to the radio because they're not going to work right now. Atlanta is a top 10 market. The Atlanta radio market, I think, is eight, seven, or eight. Um, Looking at six plus total shares, I got to just get that in there because. Okay. Explain what that means. Um, six any, plus being six station, years. Stations have a specific demo that they want, depending. On with the music they play. All right, there's 1834, there's 1849, there's uh, well, there's uh, 2554. There's stations that skew more male. There's stations that skew yes. more female. We always joke in radio, everybody can be number one. Somewhere. You just have to yeah. find your, your your demographic. where Seven you, to 11-year-olds. Right, listening from 9 <laughs> to 10 p.m. Right. You know, everybody can be number one. Um, I looked at the total shares for a country in Atlanta in the most recent 30-day rating period, and there are a total of six shares which is not much. Back in the kicks and Y106 days, when these country stations were absolute beasts and country music was on fire. Kicks with Moby in the morning, Donna, there were times kicks had 10, 10 shares. Absolutely. Just on their Just own. Just kicks, not yeah. even adding in Y106. Well, and back then, the top stations were WSB, AM, V103, 
kicks and star two of the stations donna just mentioned are in the bottom three of all fm radio stations in atlanta in the past 30-day rating period at the uh kicks is one of them with a two five star two five rating or Mm 2.5 yeah uh star 94 is below kicks and then the lowest rated FM station in Atlanta is Rock 100.5. I, I, I bring this up only because you just mentioned that back in the day, Kicks and Star were both heritage radio stations. Well, and frankly, 96 Rock was too, which is now kind of Rock 100.5. It was one of the top trending stations. So if uh, number one, um, for the most recent ratings in Atlanta is WSB AM. They're up a point and a half to a 12.9 share, which is very healthy. And a lot of that has to do with the, you know, listen, news talk stations are getting spikes in ratings. Right. Because of the pandemic. Um, other stations are suffering. And there, but the Seattle ratings, which is where, you know, we kind of all this for the, for our country, we kind of all went to school on Seattle because they were the hardest hit in the, in the beginning, if you recall. Or they were the earliest hit, we'll say that. Right. Uh, their ratings went down in the dumper much sooner than ours because they started seeing uh, cases of, of, you know, COVID-19 a month before we did. But those ratings that you're reading are basically, that is how this, they, they've been impacted by it, but that's how the stations have lined up for a while. Um, You know, everybody's just losing share, right? WSB is those always three stations have, uh, have been in the bottom three for correct a while now. And WSB is has always been at the top. Um, Which is, our, if you're not from Atlanta, it's our, news, our big news talk correct. station. So there's not enough share. Jackie is the bottom line to, to add a third country station. I don't know why they're both sitting, why, why the Bull and New Country 1015 are now sitting in the exact same musical lane. Right. They're both saying we're Georgia's country. They're both saying we're number one for New Country. A couple of ways to read into that. Uh, I call it jamming the radar. Maybe the hope of 1015 is because uh, they're losing by share point, 3525. In the most recent ratings, uh, UBL 3.5, KHX 2.5. Uh, I called it jamming the radar, where when you know you can't win, you just do the same thing. You almost mimic them and, and hope that people forget what radio station they're listening to. And so you get a little credit by default. Well, and for the country station, phantom listening, but there's not even the lineups are so similar. Morning Drive, they both have a guy and a girl, male, female, male, female, male, female two person team. Midday, they both have females who are very similar. Um, in presentation and voice and the afternoon the two afternoon guys could be twins in look and voice everything so yeah it's a very very strange situation thank you though jackie yeah love uh, all the artists that you mentioned the cody jinx and, and the whiskey myers and there are so many people that do that love them more than even what would be called contemporary top of the chart country artists right now there's yeah. just not a station uh there just would not translate to share of listening which would mean translate to numbers and advertising. And at the end of the day, Jackie Dunn, let's be clear. Radio is a money-making business. They're in it to make money. They're not doing it now. Haven't in a while, honestly. Just radio in general has been down. Yeah, uh, It's getting killed right now because of the pandemic. But it all translates to dollars. And Jackie, there's, stu- not, there's just not enough money would be made on throwing on a classic country station right now. Well, and the interesting thing, last thing I'll say about this, is with the new artists like a Whiskey Myers and Cody Jinks, they're probably both stations have a segment where they play 
really new artists, or they'll call them, you know, chart breakers or some, you know, cute term. But if you notice that most of those shows are either shoved in to a nighttime position, a weekend position, um, you know, it's almost like filler programming, just to say that they do it. Got a question from Rhonda Cheek. And Rhonda is very, uh, she listens well. I thought this was interesting. Rhonda has a question about Tug. Rhonda writes, he always did the commercial about the discount for the oil changes if the Braves scored so many runs. And it was from um, Express Oil, I believe. Yeah, it was. For years. And, and Tug still does that program with him. Those are always played on my way to work the morning after the game. Did he record those at home? Even after games on the West Coast, they were playing right away on the air the next morning. The answer, and Tug and I uh, laughed about this. Uh, Ron, I shared uh, with Tug, we were talking on the phone in the past couple of days, and I told him about your question. Uh, Tug has a, a home studio. Yes. And so he would stay up sometimes until 2 o'clock in the morning. But he's a big Braves fan. He was going to watch it anyway. Yeah. Sure, sure. Uh, so his enthusiasm for the Braves is, is not manufactured. Tug's a huge Braves fan, but he would stay up watching the game, even on the West Coast games, and they go to the studio, record the commercial for the next day that would reflect the, the number of dollars you got off based on the score. And that's how that happened. Rhonda Cheek, thank you for uh, for writing in. Okay, how about this one? I like this one. Lynn Lilly, do you and Blake Shelton uh, really man. dislike each other? People ask that all the time. People do. Blake Shelton can be an ass. And so can you. Sometimes. Well, I mean, just sometimes. This started 15 years ago. This is before they got married. He and Miranda Lambert. Miranda Lambert was in town. I was goading Blake pretty hard on the air and on the phone via text or whatever saying, I know you're going to be here. Let's say hello, whatever. Um, and he kept saying, I'm not coming. I'm not coming. I'm not going to be there that night because he was probably doing his own tour. And Miranda was doing her tour. And at, at this point, they were just dating pretty, you know, they were petting pretty heavy, I would imagine, but they weren't quite married. So I decided to reach out to Miranda and take her, offer to take her down to um, Atlantic Seafood, Atlantic Seafood, which is right down from the venue in Alpharetta, uh, where she was playing. And uh, turns out that didn't work out because she's allergic to shellfish. But um, Blake just lost it and thought that that was so inappropriate and um, just really, really was ugly to me and, and would not do the morning show from that point forward, it never has. We haven't spoken since. And that was 15 years ago. I get a lot of questions about that. I thought it was pretty petty on Blake's part, but I've never, I, I hadn't lost sleep over it. I'll say that. Maybe, it, like, st- maybe it started out as a joke and then it sort of grew legs. Well, like when I would go to, when I would stay back home in Atlanta and someone else would go to Nashville to cover the CMA awards or to Vegas for the ACM awards or whatever, um, Blake would send someone over to our area because there'd be hundreds of stations in in the same room, and the artists just rotate around and visit three minutes of each radio station. And and Blake would send somebody over to ask if I were there. Is is Caddy here? Because huh. if so, I'm not coming over. I love we'll it. Go ask assholes here. You know, and it's like what? You know, but it, I was very innocent. Uh, I just wanted to take Miranda to dinner. And I think that he thought that. Yeah, you had you had some sort of case. Yeah. Not the case at all. Yeah, he's just he's he's very insensitive. He's very sensitive. He's actually a crier. And um, oh, you're gonna just keep this going, mm-hmm. okay? All right. Offered to extend an olive branch one time, and he wouldn't have it. So that's you know what it's it's that's that's truly it. That's exactly what happened, and it's just um, I get that question a lot about that. What else we got here? Uh, Valerie Joy Kenny, Valerie Joy Kenny. Why do I hear the same songs at the same time on three different stations? 
used to happen a lot when scanning between Kix, the Bull, and WNGC. WNGC is the um, um, uh, country station in Athens, about 60 miles from Atlanta. The reason why, Valerie, is because when you listen to the radio, to music radio, you will most often hear radio stations breaking for commercials, meaning stopping the music at 12 after the hour and at 38 after the hour. And that's because if you look at the clock, um, you bow tie your commercials, meaning the middle of your commercial break is the 15 and 45 minute mark. So if you've got eight minutes of commercials, which I know back in, in my days, we would run 13 minutes of commercials at times. Yeah, long breaks. You run half before 15 and 45, and you run the other half after 15 and 45 on the clock. So that you, you it's a bow tie. If you look at it, it's a bow tie on your clock. All stations do that because it helps to create higher listening levels, which translates to, to more ratings. Um, music clocks are mostly programmed the same way, meaning a station wants to come out of commercials with what would be considered an A category song, a power song, uh, an upbeat, like one of the, the most popular songs in America for your format that day or that week or whatever the case may be. So that when you come out of commercials, you hear a song that makes you go, oh, yes. So you'll stick around. So the categories of the songs are based in, there's an A category, a B category, and a C category, heavy, medium, light, ABC. There may only be three songs in your A category. And if every radio station in town is going to run an A category song out of commercials, then chances are, because it's based on the chart, you know, normally the three songs in your A heavy rotation category are, you know, certainly three of the top five songs in America. So it's just, um, it's kind of like how the draw. The other thing is, and we talked about on a previous pod, there are some um, programmers who think all programmers think differently. Like some programmers want to be in spots at the same time that another radio station is in spots so that you just, Bite the bullet so that if you turn over from kicks to the bull, you're not hearing music. And then other people want to, you know, program against it. So it, it kind of depends on the philosophy of the program director, too. And if it doesn't work, they'll switch it up. Absolutely. Dinner affair. When your meals are delivered, they come uh, frozen, wrapped in, in butcher paper. You set them out, the meal that you choose. 24 hours in advance and you're ready to cook the next night, a healthy, nutritious, delicious dinner for your family. Different meal packages for different size families. Everything comes uh, that you need. I pulled out surf and turf for dinner tonight. Pulled it out this morning. I know that looks really good. Calls for like uh, a stick of butter. There's a, t- I noticed in, in the wrapping paper, the butcher paper, when I unwrapped it this morning, there's a Ziploc bag. There's a bag with a stick of butter in it. Everything that you need to make your meal comes with your dinner affair uh, meal kit. All right. Change the menu every single month. Surf and turf tonight. I'm ready. Delivered to your door anywhere in Metro Atlanta. $30 off your first order. Uh, enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, at uh, dinneraffair.com, A-F-A-R-E.com. Delivering you a safe and delicious dinner. Dinneraffair.com. We love it. Surf and turf. You ready, Don? I'm ready. All right. Pot peeps for this episode. We're going to shift up for the next uh, three weeks of episodes maybe. And, and pop peeps are going to be the hometown heroes that we are seeing on social media. I know we're getting so many great ones. Continue to send yours in, please. We have just, I, I have, and I don't mind having it, but, but I have carpal tunnel in my right hand right now from addressing labels with these t-shirts that were throwing uh, in the mail to hometown heroes here in the community that you have told us about. And uh, I wanted to pull one out in particular here that I put on the sheet. Here we go. April Bailey is a nurse at Northside Hospital. And and when she posted originally, 
on Instagram. She said, can I nominate myself? I said, of I course know. you can. It was a really sweet post. It's like, of course you can. Of course you can. So I dropped April Bailey, a hometown hero t-shirt in the mail. Yeah. And similar one, um, Cindy Harrell, she's a nurse at um, Choet Children's Healthcare. And imagine, you know, she's tired. She comes home. She's dealing with all this and she's making masks for other people. Not even, you know, for the people she said, you know, I have enough masks for the people that work with us, but for other people. So she's sewing masks. Um, so we appreciate it so much, Cindy. Stephanie Osmond uh, posted a photo of her best friend, Mallory. Been friends, her uh, best friend for 15 years. She works countless hours, sees the good, the bad, and the ugly. Seen it all since the COVID-19 stuff started. Uh, she's also a hairdresser. Have been able to do that, of course. The woman is this definition of a best friend. Uh, because, listen, your, your best friends are your heroes. All the, you know, oh, it should yeah. be all the time. And they are all the time, but especially right now, somebody that you can lean on, somebody that you can talk to about everything going on. So uh, Mallory's got a T-shirt coming in the mail. Uh, Deputy uh, Spivey with the Rock Hill County Sheriff's Department here on the west side, uh, rather, on the, the east side uh, of Atlanta. Uh, Jeff Spivey um, posted a photo of his son, Deputy Spivey with Rockdale. I think this is a great one, too. Carla Garrett, her son-in-law, Hunter, is active duty military servicing in Fort Drum, New York. And she says many thanks, you know, to Hunter and all of those who serve. And, and they are definitely hashtag hurt 911 heroes. Jared Miller is a tow, tow, a tow truck operator for Marietta Record Service. Uh, he posted, his wife posted a photo of him, uh, dropped Jared a photo in the mail. Uh, Milton High School principal, Brian Jones. Milton High School is, um, our kids go to Cambridge, which is one of the, the two high schools here in, in North Fulton County in Milton in the Alpharetta area. The principal, Brian Jones, is continuing to connect with students. I, I saw a post that Jamie Bendel a friend of ours turned me on to, and it was Principal Jones, and he had driven to a student's house who was having a birthday. Sam Moore, I've learned, uh, was the student's name. And Principal Jones drove to his home. They kept social distancing. You know, Sam's like in the, you know, kind of in front of the garage, and, and Principal Jones is almost like maybe at the end of the driveway. But he, Principal Jones takes a photo, a selfie, a birthday selfie with his with one of his students. I know, I mean, Sam, can you imagine? posts on social media. He's also doing all kinds of skits. Imagine if your principal media. had showed up at your... Uh, yeah, that would be a good thing. You'd run out the back door. Yeah. But what a great idea, though. No, you know, it is a great idea. To, to, to be involved, to continue to be involved with uh, with your students. And so uh, Principal Brian Jones at Milton High School, go Eagles. And thank you, Principal Jones, for all that you do for the kids up here. We're, the area that we call home, we're going to drop you one of these Hometown Hero t-shirts in the mail. And, well. and again, keep sending them. It's easy to do. You just follow Hurt 911 Atlanta on Instagram and tag ATL Cadillac when you post your picture of any of yourself, your friend, your family member, anyone. And again, you you can see from just the people we've mentioned that we keep saying there's no act too great or too small. Anything you're doing um, in this challenging time, I will guarantee you is bringing a smile to someone's face if you're doing any of these things. And uh, my thanks or our thanks again to uh, John Landris, a small business owner in Hiawassee, Georgia, owns Threads Ink Printing. And he reached out and said, listen, let me, I want to help out. What can I do? And I said, man, we're looking for some t-shirts to just dropping the mail, a small piece of appreciation to, to the hometown heroes. He said, I'm in. So he, He's a hometown hero. John is, uh, as, as is the Milton Police Office, I want to add him, that pulled me over on the way to the studio today okay. for speeding on Freemanville Road. I'm going to drop him one in the mail, too. So thank you to uh, uh, Threads, Inc. Threads, Inc. com. That's Threads with a Z, Inc. T-H-R-E-A-D-Z, Inc. com. And Dr. Brian Veal and the crew and doctors and attorneys at uh, 800 Hurt 911 who introed the show today? Did you recognize that lady, that young lady? Uh, Evelyn Kay did traffic with me when I did afternoons, three to seven on kicks. Back in the mid-2000s, maybe, Donna, do you think? Yes. And we would sit in there every afternoon and watch Oprah from four to five. If you can go back to that era, 
on kicks era on kicks. My Southern redneck came out of me right there. Um, it was very silent. There wasn't a whole lot going on between four and five during that time because Ellen and I were in the studio. We were drinking sodas and watching Oprah on Channel 2. Remember when Oprah had a daily TV show? I, I do. I do. <laughs> but she was my traffic reporter for the longest time and has remained a very, very good friend. And uh, Evelyn is doing fantastic. She uh, graduated from South Carolina, uh, moved to Atlanta to traffic with me on the afternoon show. Uh, and now she has uh, been happily married for 15 years to, uh, to Javi, and they have uh, two boys. So cute. And uh, live in East Cobb and uh, just super involved and, and has a home recording studio. It does voice work for radio and television commercials. And um, Evelyn Kay also volunteers to read for a program called Learning Ally. And it's an online resource that provides audio books to uh, kids with learning disabilities. Yeah, it's great. So she gives her time and, and her great talent to that as well. So uh, thank you to and, Evelyn K. Voice of Evelyn K.com is her website. If you're looking for uh, an Atlanta based voice artist for anything and, and been a great friend and a true supporter and has followed us here to the podcast. So and she, you, has, Evelyn K. she has such an amazing voice, just a beautiful voice. Um, she also, she sent me something that she didn't want you to see, but she mm. wanted me to talk about with you. She said, you know, when she worked with you, she said, Caddy served as a mentor to me, sharing a lot of valuable advice from his own personal experience in such a competitive business. He was the first person I met when I started working on air in Atlanta. And one of the most impressionable things that I remember about him was his level of generosity and sincerity in radio. Loyal listeners do not magically appear overnight. They are earned over a great deal of time because they feel valued. No amount of money from any radio station can buy that. And Caddy's listeners knew they were valued and appreciated. And Caddy is the real deal. What you see with Cadillac Jack is what you get. That's the truth. That is the truth. I mean that in a good way, and it's uh, and and I believe all of that that she said. No, that's you right. Know, that's very kind. Of, thank you. It's very thank sweet, you very and you did. You had such a relationship with your listeners, and we appreciate everyone who's followed us over here. You know, for your second act and for our second act, and um, I people ask me that all the time. They used to ask me that all the time on radio. That's probably the question I got asked the most: Is he really like he is on the radio, or because you know some people who do radio shows do sort of there's an entertainment value there. And there was with your show. Um, but you are the real deal. I mean, people you say, does he really not drink any water? I'm like, no. Has he really not run since third grade? <laughs> <Field day. laughs> no. Has he not washed his hands since 2016? That was appalling to me. I mean, I, that was one that I really did not know until we started this. So I'm learning things about you as well. All right. Thank you, Ellen K. Soto, for introing the show. And thank you for your friendship and your support through the years. Uh, we do have a, a small ask you. A small ask of you, if you could find time, we would certainly appreciate it. Uh, three things, including, number one, hit the subscribe button so you don't miss anything coming up on the podcast. Number two, rate and leave five-star reviews for the pod. Yes. And and we appreciate any, any reviews. If you haven't had an opportunity to tell other people in review form about the podcast, it would help us out a lot to get additional uh, subscribers and and why you why you, why you downloads. I love it. What? Sell it. Yes. Number three. Show our sponsors some love. Uh, they include Wellstar Health System Healthcare, wherever you are. Tracy Cousineau, real estate expert advisors. Dinner Affair. Get $30 off your first order. Enter the promo code CADDY, C-A-D-D-Y, dinneraffair.com. Gallery Furniture on Brownsbridge Road in Gainesville. And 1-800-HURT-911. New episodes Tuesdays and Thursdays of Cadillac Jack, my second act. We are a proud part of the App and Podcast Network. 